So the New York Times is apologizing for what really only can be, um, I mean, it's, it's gobsmacking. It's gobsmacking that the cartoon even made it past one set of eyeballs, but it was published last Thursday, and it portrays a blind President Trump wearing a yarmulke, being led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who is a dog, and Donald Trump is holding the leash to that dog wearing a star of David Collar. Let's just tell you the uh, blowback was about you know what you'd what you'd think because it wasn't it wasn't provocative it was just plain and simple anti-Semitism and it's just adding to this growing Jew hate around the world that we have seen um, and and serves as yet another backdrop to yet another hate motivated shooting where we saw on Saturday a gunman open fire at California synagogue where a woman named Lori Kay was killed as she jumped in front of the rabbi who had just uh, was in the process of delivering a final service for Passover. This has to stop. But you know what? We're not going to be intimidated or deterred. Terror will not win. And as Americans... We can't and won't cower in the face of this senseless hate. That is the rabbi who uh, lost a finger. He was shot in the hand trying to defend himself, but Lori Kay was killed. Steve McDonald is with CJA, Center for Israeli and Jewish Affairs, and he joins us now. Hi there, Steve. Hi, Alex. Six months to the day of that uh, Pittsburgh slaughter, again in a synagogue, uh, again in a, in a place of worship. It was Muslims last month, it was Christians on Easter, and now again uh, Jews. It, it, it isn't just one group. No, and this, uh, this hate is, uh, is dangerous because it has, uh, you know, devastating consequences. And I think it speaks to why we take anti-Semitism so, so seriously as a Jewish community. Uh, it's not about uh, sensitivities or being offended. It's about the fact that history proves that anti-Semitism left unchecked can become lethal. And therefore, we have to counter it, and we have to challenge those who promote anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. In both the uh, San Diego County synagogue shooting and the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting, both attackers evidently were deeply steeped in anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. They apparently believed that they were saving America from a Jewish conspiracy to destroy the country. This is sickening, and I think it just highlights the fact that the global rise of anti-Semitism is, uh, is something that starts with words, but never ends with words. And we know historically that what starts with Jews never ends with Jews. So all Canadians have a vested interest in pushing back against these trends. And today, B'nai B'rith uh, comes out with a report saying in the last year, in 2018, anti-Semitic uh, online hate uh, has gone up another 16 percent. And so uh, the shooter in this case turned to social media, posted messages of hate. Uh, and really, I think the warning flags were waving as to what he was going to carry out in California that day. But what is the answer? I mean, it doesn't matter which you know, faith now anymore. Uh, they're getting hit no matter where. So we know that synagogues across North America generally, if not always, have security, certainly at the high holidays. Is that going to change? No, if anything, I think the community is more aware of security than we were a year ago, without question. Uh, we have been calling on the government of Canada to do more to uh, protect uh, institutions, not only Jewish institutions, but other at-risk institutions. And we've pointed out how security training is one of the best ways you can protect any site. 
it's it's a very effective, a very uh, economical approach to ensuring that uh, congregants, whether they're Jewish or Christian or Muslim or Sikh or any other uh, community, uh, know what to do in the event of the unthinkable. Uh, having the, the advanced knowledge, being trained in evacuation or lockdown procedures saves lives. Mm-hmm. It saved lives in, in Pittsburgh, and, and the rapid response of individuals in San Diego, uh, without question, saved lives. Yeah. According to all reports, the shooter's firearm jammed, mm-hmm. and two congregants, um, both either either current or former service members, uh, leaped on him and grabbed the weapon and, and chased him out of the, out of the synagogue. And so uh, when synagogue members are aware, when they know what to do, when they know how to evacuate, and if you can't evacuate, to hide or to, to confront someone, it certainly um, makes the entire community safer. And so we are pleased that the government of Canada is going to be expanding uh, its current program to fund security infrastructure to also include training. Okay. And so are Jewish groups working then with Muslim groups and Christian groups? Is this kind of a, a broad brush um, approach to this, or or is each faith and religion doing you know its own thing to what they see fit? Well, the program is still being developed, and obviously you're going to have to have strong standards in place to ensure that uh, the training that's given is is rigorous and effective. And uh, certainly, it is something that I think uh, you know the Jewish community, the Muslim community, uh, the Sikh community is also often targeted. The LGBT community has has sites in, in certainly in a city like Toronto that are, are often threatened. I think all communities can learn from one another, can work together, and and also work with with partners in law enforcement to make this happen. I have to say, uh, over the weekend, Canadian law enforcement. Uh, were quite responsive in deploying the resources necessary in the wake of what was happening in San Diego. Uh, they follow these events very closely. Mm-hmm. They learn. They learn from them, and they're they're phenomenal partners in in working with our community and others to keep us safe. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate that we have to talk about it, but in this day and age, it's obviously very clear that uh, places of worship are are not going to be as safe as we would uh, hope that they could be. Those days seem to be gone. Um, the New York Times certainly under a lot of uh, pressure over the last few days, and they deserve it. Um, I don't know how this cartoon managed to get into this major publication, but it was uh, apologized for today. Does that go far enough as far as you're concerned? Well, and I note in their apology, they've committed to instituting uh, systems and procedures to prevent this sort of thing from getting through in the future. So we'll see what, you know, what what in fact happens. Uh, but the, the cartoon is, is pretty appalling. I mean, anyone who looks at it, uh, you know, is instantly going to remember uh, old-school uh, Nazi cartoons yeah. that dehumanized Jews, that portrayed Jews as uh, leading the world down a dark path. You know, in this in this cartoon, as you mentioned, the Israeli prime minister is portrayed as a, a bl- as a seeing-eye dog uh, leading a blind Donald Trump, uh, who is wearing a, a Jewish head covering, and Netanyahu is depicted with a big star of David. Uh, they should have noticed this. And, and frankly, the fact that they didn't notice this it speaks to their blindness to anti-Semitism when it involves Israel. Yeah. Now, now, obviously, Israel, like any other country, should be held to account and criticized in, in a fair and balanced and reasonable way for its policies, just as we do with the government of Canada. But the, the, the fact is that much of the anti-Semitism we're seeing today in the Western world uh, particularly that on kind of parts among parts of the left is focused on Israel. It's hostility toward Israel's very existence, not hostility toward Israeli policies, and and it's it's the it involves the use of ancient anti-Semitic uh, imagery, uh, cartoons, ideas 
that were once used to dehumanize Jews now being used to delegitimize and demonize Israelis. That's really what was happening here. And that's why I think, you know, the New York Times came under such pressure. Uh, And frankly, a lot of people who are no friends of Donald Trump were were, uh, really coming down hard on the New York Times because they saw that this wasn't about Israeli policies. This was, you know, harkening back to anti-Semitism. Yeah, mainstreaming hate. Steve, on that note, I've got to leave it there, but I thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you on again. Thanks, Alex. That's Steve McDonald uh, with CJ. You know, that would have gone through at least three sets of eyeballs, at least three sets of eyeballs. And all of those eyeballs that, yeah, print, good stuff. This is On Point on Global News Radio.